Welcome to this special episode of Chemical Conversations brought to you by Argus Media, a leading independent provider of energy and commodity pricing information. I am Muhammad Fadil, Vice President Global Business Development at Argus, and I'm honoured to have with me from London, Alex Sands, European Editor of Petrochemicals, and Michael Vitiello, European Petrochemicals Senior Reporter. In this exclusive episode, we're going to discuss more about the global PVC market and the exciting new launch of our PVC standalone service. Michael and Alex, congratulations to you and the team for the launch of the Argus Global PVC Report. Can you please tell our audience more about this exciting new launch? Thank you, Fidel. It is a pleasure to be here. And yes, the new Global PVC Report provides a concise and in-depth global analysis of PVC prices and market dynamics. Coverage begins with a deep dive of upstream oil markets and feedstock ethylene, ECU operations and intermediate vinyls analysis, followed by the regional splitting of PVC markets and key fundamental drivers for each. PVC markets have endured comfortable supply chains and seasonal demand into construction over the past few years, but these are now deviating from historical trends as global markets are hit by a combination of limited trade, higher freight and utility costs, reduced supply and a rapid growth in construction demand. The above are just a few examples, but it is vital now more than ever that the industry can be kept up to date with PVC market developments and prices in order to make better business decisions. That's really, really exciting, Michael. I have a question for you. The US and global PVC markets are seeing a fair share of supply disruptions this year, and the team has done an excellent job reporting on it. Can you please tell us a little bit more? Sure. So as I mentioned earlier, PVC markets have endured a long period of limited availability throughout this year, with several factors driving this. So in the US, integrated chlorinal production units had to shut down production throughout the year due to several weather implications in Q1 and Q3. Two examples being freezing weather conditions in Q1 and Hurricane Ida. While in Europe, a round of planned and unplanned production issues brought forward from the previous year have severely reduced local availability. Supply is now improving over the past few months in both regions, But strong demand in construction and more recent surges in European electricity prices, which is a major input cost for PVC and caustic soda, is limiting incremental availability. In Asia, the implementation of China's dual policy a few months ago has forced several carbide-based PVC producers to cut down production in order to limit unwanted emissions. Production here is slowly ramping up, but other surrounding markets are still suffering as a lack of shipping availability and higher freight costs are impeding supply to regions who are heavily dependent on PVC imports, such as India and Turkey. Thank you very much, Michael. Really, really interesting insights from you. I want to invite Alex now on the stage. Alex, natural gas pricing in Europe is a big, big concern among many players that we speak to every day. Could you provide us with some clarity on what exactly is going on and also the impact to PVC markets? Of course. Thanks, Fidel. So let's start with a reminder of of why gas prices are important to PVC in Europe. 
Gas prices remain a major driver of electricity prices, with gas-powered generation often setting the price level in the wholesale market. Electricity, as you know, is really considered a raw material in the electrolysis process for producing chlorine, consuming around three megawatt hours of electricity per tonne of chlorine, and accounting for nearly half of ECU production costs. So a rise in gas and electricity costs, as we've seen this year, and particularly since September, is, is very significant. Gas prices were rising steadily through the summer, but accelerated ahead of the winter. Daily prices surged nearly sixfold in many European markets compared with where they were a year ago. The drivers of this have been a combination of low gas inventories after a colder than average winter last year, economics that only belatedly incentivized storage, and domestic and global supply constraints and high demand for gas power generation during a period of low renewables output. This in turn led to daily electricity prices in Germany peaking at over 300 euros per megawatt hour in early October. They eased back to around 100, 150 euros per megawatt hour in more recent weeks, but this is still around three times the typical price that was seen earlier in the year. So for PVC producers, they, they've had to respond to this. They're nearly all integrated into chlorine production and have responded by pushing for price increases, whether this is through established monthly contract price setting mechanisms or the introduction of surcharges on supply. The approach has been mixed and there's been pushback from buyers, noting previously high historic margins on PVC and hedging strategies for electricity that, if in place, would protect producers from some of the short-term cost impact. The rise in gas and electricity costs is not expected to be short-term, however. Forward electricity costs for 2022 are more than double what they were in the first half of the year, and we're still early in the winter. A near-term boost in gas supply from Russia appears unlikely, and so the markets remain more vulnerable to further price spikes in the case of a cold winter, rather than prices easing. So we think some level of cost support will be implemented in European PVC prices over the coming months and quarters. Thank you so much, Alex. Very, very comprehensive answer that you've provided us and good context for our audience today. Michael, I want to switch back to you. Big, big concern among our, a lot of our clients is what's going to happen in 2022. We've seen so much happening in 2021, a lot of uncertainties and disruptions. I want to get your view on the outlook for Global PVC next year. As you mentioned, I think 2021 has seen a round of difficulties for the PVC market, but structurally these dynamics are expected to normalise into next year across the key regions. But this will take some time given the current difficulty in procuring volumes and the current difficulties that the markets are facing now. So prices have peaked so far this month in several key regions such as Turkey, India and China, mainly due to buying fatigue and improving supply availability but higher freight costs and shipping limitations will likely slow any further improvement going forwards, as some of these markets are still heavily dependent on imported material for their products. In Europe, overall demand into construction applications such as pipes, profiles and flooring will remain firm throughout the first half of 2022. Growth into construction demand will mostly support this, but most converters will also be working through order backlogs and shortfalls, uh, hoping to regain some of the losses from earlier in the year when supply was tightest. On the supply front, we are currently seeing some improvements domestically, 
and fewer planned maintenances are scheduled for next year. But the issue of higher utility and gas prices will likely limit any short-term improvements in supply as producers look to hold on to some of their margins, which are still hovering at historically higher levels. Similar factors will likely drive PVC market growth in the US and Latin America. With the recent approval of the US infrastructure bill supporting PVC demand for civil engineering and housing projects in the coming years and potentially keeping producers focused there onto local demand rather than for exports. Thank you so much, Michael. Again, I wanted to say that the outlook for 2022 is something that we're closely watching at Argus. And I want to just go back again to you, Alex, on the feedstock side of the equation. We look at chlorine as well as ethylene. What are your views into the next few months as well as into 2022? So we've covered the particular case of cost pressures on, on European chlorine. This year has also been exceptional elsewhere with the backdrop of COVID-19 and the unexpected events such as the US winter storm in February and more recently power curbs in Asia. We would not normally expect such disruptive events on the same scale next year and so production should be more stable. But this year has exposed the fact that the chlorine balance is tighter and with no new major expansions of capacity and some closures of older capacity, the market may remain vulnerable. Turning to ethylene, price rises this year have been underpinned by stronger feedstocks, strong demand for ethylene derivatives and global production issues, as previously mentioned. Uh, from a feedstocks perspective, Argus expects crude prices to moderate down from around $80 per barrel today to maybe $70 per barrel by mid-2022. But the main issue we see next year is oversupply beginning to pull prices back as large amounts of new capacity start up in Asia. The US supply position has recovered from its issues this year and with stable operations, prices will trend lower with Asia. Europe will not be immune to the pressure in other regions, but we'll see some support from a relatively heavy period of planned maintenance and project work on crackers. Disruptions to supply chains for derivatives and finished products may also continue to support wider than normal price disparities between the regions on ethylene, but directionally, we expect all regions to see lower prices for ethylene next year. Again, excellent views, Alex. Thank you so much. Michael, the team has worked very hard in terms of enhancing you know, new assessments and adding coverage. And I know we've been busy recently as well on Latin America. Before you go, do you have any final words on what our listeners can expect from the team or from Argus uh, in the coming months uh, in terms of our global PVC coverage? Sure. So it may be worth pointing out firstly that Argus has historically reported on suspension PVC markets and more generally on key general purpose grades for PVC. But with demand for certain specialty grades expected to grow over the coming years, we see the need for clearer and transparent pricing and coverage for these grades as well. Alongside some expansion on suspension PVC coverage in Europe, Africa, Russia and key markets in Asia, we are planning to introduce new assessments for PACE PVC and higher K-valued PVC in order to provide further depth on specialty grades and key demand segments for PVC. Alex, Michael, thank you very much. All your insights have been excellent. I wish we can go on, but due to time constraints, we have to draw to a close now. Again, it's been a pleasure talking to the both of you and thank you to everyone for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, please be sure to tune in 
for our other episodes in this series. For more information on Argus's chemical product coverage, please visit argusmedia.com forward slash chemicals. Thank you.